Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. I, we have spent the last three days on a kind of holiday. It feels like. Yo, and hasn't it been great? But I don't even know if we're allowed to talk about it. Well, that's what I was about to say. I don't think we're allowed to talk about what we have done, the super secret project that you and I have been working on. We're not really allowed to talk about it. It's all I want to talk about. It's all I want to talk about as well. I've got so many questions I want to ask you. Is there... Is there it's, it's, audio coming out of this monitor? Yes, it is. I need to go and turn that off because Rich <laughs> kept it on and it was really distracting when I was recording the Patreon mailbag show with Dan. You, are you going to do it now? Do you want me to go and do it now? What? I mean, you, you got, I mean, it's in my head. That means you're going to have to vamp and fill for time while I, I do can this. Do that. Yeah? I can talk about this project that will be with you. Oh, my God. The the reverb that we're getting in the room has actually given me a movie voiceover in my ears. Yeah. Super secret project. Me, Luke, Laurie, Adam, other people that I can't disclose the names of because you'll probably figure it out. Oh, Yeah. Big plans. Big plans were once had, but a pandemic got in the way. Now I'm saying this out loud. People are going to... It's not a crossover with another YouTube channel. I feel like I'm hyping that. Because that could could sound like I'm building something else. But in some ways it is. I can't give any more clues. But it was really fun. I really enjoyed myself. I can't stop thinking about it. It was so good. Like, even... So yesterday was quite a, it was a long shoot for us. Mm. And when I say it was a long shoot, it was a long waiting around. Some, yeah. Can't even say why. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because myself and another person that was part of the shoot, Mm. uh, we went for lunch together. Fancy lunch. We were for a very fancy lunch together. And it was a very nice time because I went to go see Sonic 2 in the morning, um, which I'm asked to talk about. Uh, you are allowed to talk. Well, about I'm not allowed to. Give, I'm not giving you any reactions to it because uh. um, that's what I'm not allowed to do. You're allowed to say it's a thing you have now seen. Yes, and that's it. I'm allowed to do social reactions tomorrow afternoon and full reviews on Monday. Uh, it feels a bit like you could just put out your full review on social media, though. Well, this is the thing. So I remember when I did the Avengers 
um, back in 2012, I went to the press screening of the Avengers. And you sign the NDA when you get there to say, like, you cannot do a review of this until this date here. But that was all that was the only thing we were given was just like there was no because it's 2012 it's like early days of like mm. twitter and things like that so it was like you can't you can't do your written review in print or online on your website until this date so i went on to uh my radio show that i had at the time i was on local radio you found a loop no well no because I, that's the only thing i couldn't do a review on the radio show because that's also part of the nda like i couldn't uh, do my full review but i said i was pointing out the sort of the idiocy of this because i was on air on my radio show and i said like i can't tell you what i thought of the avengers however clickety clack click, 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 click. Mm. if you go to my twitter now you can get my thoughts <laughs> And so, like, yeah, I can't do a full review of <clears throat> Sonic 2 until Monday on this podcast or anything like that. But I can tweet about it tomorrow and give you my full thoughts on it. It's like when you have those big news stories where none of the traditional print media, because they respect things like libel laws, can't, <laughs> can't disclose the names of people who have been embroiled in this horrible thing. Mm. But then the newsreader is kind of just winking at you saying, oh, but if you go to Twitter, you... All the names are there yeah. and some people's names who weren't involved and are getting thrown into this. Um, oh, someone has... Oh, I've opened up the wrong email. Sorry. I was about to say, you can tell that I've not been here for a couple of days. You and I have sort of not been in charge of anything because the support inbox is a mess. Oh. Like, no one has gone in there. Why is it trying to sign me in as that? I want to sign the support inbox. It's crazy how much of... I feel like I've been gone for two weeks. Yeah. And I even did the news yesterday morning. I technically only missed one raw review. But I like to, this morning was the first bit of wrestling I've watched since Rampage last week. Yeah, but that... Yeah, so it's just five it's, days. And it's, <laughs> and it's one show. <laughs> but I feel like I've had a proper like holiday from it and stuff. It's such a fun three days. We got so invested in the secret project. Oh. It felt like we were totally in another world. Uh, well, we need to get into this main AEW show rather than teasing. Because what we've essentially done in this intro here is talked about a project that we can't talk mm. about. And I've teased the fact that I went to go see something too, which I can't <laughs> tell you anything about. Uh, at the, quote, rap party last night, which was just all of us being tired, uh, getting food very late because it overrun and then slowly drifting away. Pete and Andy came. I did. I saw them downstairs as I was leaving. And Adam said to them, you should not go to someone else's rap party. <laughs> not in like a faux pas way, but you're not going to have a good time because everybody in it just wants to talk about what they've been doing. And if there's one person who hates FOMO more than anything... <gasps> it's Andy Datsun. Yeah. I didn't even think that. That's his worst nightmare. That's his, legit his worst nightmare. Oh, God. Did he have a terrible time? He must have had a terrible time. He was having a good time because he somehow kept steering the conversation back to footballs. He's got a very good way of doing it. Oh, that. I nearly because I, I nearly said someone else's name. I know who is there, who is into yeah, the yeah. footballs. I was about to say, I know exactly who you're going to say mm. then. Right, we need to get to this main <laughs> show. We need to move away from this. Uh, here is the AEW podcast talking about CM Punk. Here's the show.
CM Punk is going to be your new AEW World Champion. Thank God. Hangman's reign is going to be over. It's coming to an end. And then we can finally get CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. And Hangman Page can win it back after another two years of sadness. And that's the story we all wanted. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lou Goen, D-A-D, and your jam, your the real yes, champion. Yes, Real jam that champion. Show oh, some yeah. respect. Beautiful belt. It's a beautiful belt. Sullivan Bo Brown has still not accepted my challenge. What? Is Wrestle Jam is next week. Sullivan. He's got nothing to do. Yeah, that's right. He I, has got nothing to do. I went for lunch with him last Thursday and he didn't bring it up. He was literally in the room with me last Thursday and he didn't mention didn't say it. say a thing. Outrageous. He's too polite, maybe. Does he know? Uh, Does it... Does it have you, asked, have you actually asked him directly? I've challenged him on this show. Yeah, but... That means he probably has then send it to him. It's not my fault. He can just watch the show. He should be watching our content anyway. I don't think I he watch all of his content. Every... Yeah, of course, because it's Sully, but I think you need to tag him in something. Yeah, I probably do need Or at to. least say, just watch these time codes. <laughs> Goes directly to this bit here. This is the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. Please give us a subscribe, leave a comment, send in your Omega chats at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. But the best way to support us today is by checking out our sponsor, Incogni. Indeed, yeah. The first 100 people to use the promo code WTPODCAST in the link in the video description down below or the one that is being posted into the chat by our wonderful moderating team will get 20% off. So that's the first 100 people to use that code gets that offer there are currently 550 people so it could almost be a race against time in order to get this promo code in because i don't know if you know this Ollie davis but the internet is a scary place and there's lots of things about the internet that i don't think i fully understand and one of those is my data being sold and bought by scary companies that I am not aware of. Yeah, essentially, if you ever go anywhere on the internet, it seems, and you're like, oh, I need to create an account to use this service, boom! Then that data gets passed on to another person, to another person, or company, rather. They're these huge, scary data conglomerate brokerages. Big data. And they just sell your stuff, even though you haven't... I mean, unfortunately, you have kind of given it to them. But what Incogni does, if you sign up for it, they... You give them control to approach those brokerages on your behalf. Because you're allowed to. Yeah. Like, this is the, this is the scary thing, is that, yeah, I my data has all been given to them, and they have been then sold on. Mm. But I have the right to ask them to be taken off that database. But Ollie, there's just too many of them. It'll take ages. It'll take me ages, mate. Well, incogni. It's automated. I did it last week, three clicks. You know, sign up, grant them the power, and then they just start contacting these brokerages and, and getting the sort of debate with them for you. And I can see I've got like a progress thing. There's 72 companies, like 35 of them have been uh, like responded to right now and it's like yeah take that big data I hate it it's like emails phone numbers I hate it so my much. name it's so scary I don't like it at all which is why like I need something like mm. incognito in my life I think it's going to be a you know much bigger thing as as the years go on so get ahead of it please check them out right CM Punk 
opened this show. He returned to Dynamite, to AEW. Of course, we haven't seen him since Revolution and the MJF match. We got a little promo on the post-match, uh, post-pay-per-view Dynamite, but no, haven't actually seen him in the ring doing a promo. And when he came back, because the crowd was so hot in Austin, it was like he'd been gone for another seven years. It was like the first time coming back in Chicago again. I wanted him to jump into the crowd, start crying. I was crying. I mean, you didn't I never, cry the first never time, cried right? the first time. Mm-hmm. But he came back and he took on Dax Harwood. But I think before the afternoon yesterday, it was just advertised as CM Punk will be on the, the episode. And then they put him in a match against Dax Harwood. And I'm like, well, that makes sense because he was feuding with MJF, pinnacle connection with Dax. But that was like the previous story. But I don't really care because, oh my God, Dax Harwood as a singles wrestler is such a rare delight. Yeah, I think that's the appeal of this. This was not a storyline thing. I think that Tony Khan saw the uh, Twitter reaction to the card that he had presented and everyone's reaction was, well, this feels like a filler show that I probably uh, need to, I don't need to actually watch. And he saw the reaction and was like, well, I'm just going to book CM Punk versus Dax Harwood then because that's a match I know you'll want mm. to see. And everyone's reaction was like, oh, oh, God, well, I definitely need to watch this show now because it's opening. Oh, God, well, I'm certainly yeah. watching the first half an hour of this show then. It was essentially... A Bret Hart tribute match. I, my first note here, it's a fight for Bret Hart's love. Who Good loves Bret great. the most? Is it Dax or is it Punk? <laughs> Go by this, I guess it's Punk. It's a draw. <laughs> I think this was just a beautiful, like just really sink your teeth into classic in-ring wrestling. Just every move meant so much. And there was stuff... You know, Sammy Guevara can jump off a ladder and do a 680 cent on through a table. And I'm like, wow, that's impressive. But for some reason, Dax, or is it Punk, suplexing Dax over the rope. Dax holding on, dragging Punk out with him in that, you know, a spot you never see. It always gets reversed, but it is in the Punk versus Cena Money in the Bank 2011 match. That happened. I'm like, oh, my God, his neck's broken. (laughs) This is the most insane thing I've ever seen. And I loved this this crowd. If you were if you're watching the show and you were in that crowd, I love you. Yeah. And I thought you were tremendous all night long. Um we'll get to the Jesus lad though. And <laughs> this crowd was so hot for this match. A they at times bought Dax winning, because that's how good these two guys are. Especially off that power bun, the slingshot power oh, bun. Oh, yeah. But B, if you go back and you watch this legit people are on their feet for that closing sequence and that closing sequence is like you know sort of five minutes or so they are legit on their feet watching it it's beautiful dax had the sharpshooter locked in deep comes bret hart is surely coming into the promotion it's too overt although we did get this with rick flair what happened to those what dark side of the ring happened to those um but like when ftr did their promo later on you know, they did say he wrestled with a lot of heart tonight <laughs> and it was pink lighting in the background. Hmm, I wonder what this could mean. I'm so happy for them. Uh, again, Cash Wheeler comes down and you're like, oh, right, heel time. But FTR did this really good job of acting totally noble. Like Cash just being on the outside and you're always looking at him like, is he going to be a threat? Is he going to play a factor into the finish here by cheating? No commentators kept putting over 
he is not cheating in this match. He's not getting involved. Mm. And you're right. It was a noble thing. I, I, the comparison you made a few weeks back of like they are like the beer, the face turn for beer money is so apt mm. for this. And like I'm, I've always thought like FTR will never make not make good faces, but I always I like them so much as heels. But they kept that promo later on. And I'm like, man, I think I am ready for them yeah. to like be baby faces. And like the ass boys were in the crowd, like you know, being obnoxious douchebags, which is like their whole gimmick. And I, I'd imagine there are some that would be like, oh god, FCR versus the ass boys, what a step down. But it's just like a perfect stepping stone for them to continue this baby face turn. I thought they were I thought everything about this was awesome. Yeah, clean finish. Punk reversed that sharpshooter into an uh, anaconda vice somehow. Dax tapped. Uh there was no sort of handshake afterwards, but it was all played up nicely. No pinnacle beatdown. FTR walked off, had a bit of a showdown with the ass boys. But the reason we have titled the video this is Punk is now done with MJF. He said sort of in the middle of his feud with MJF that if he wasn't fighting against Max, he would be going for Hangman's world title. And at the end of this, he was very overt, motioning for the world title, well, a title around his waist but it's but the world title i'm pretty sure it's not the tnt one i agree i don't think we're getting punk versus scorpio sky here because <laughs> that's very much with ty conte's ass i believe um no the, the, he very much he was on the ring apron and he was pointing to his waist and he was doing the big belt motion it's like this is what is next for me and i think we are going to get hangman versus cole two at battle of the belts which is in a few weeks time right, i yeah, think yeah and then we're going to start the feud between page and punk and that is your double or nothing main event that's a title change for me yeah you think uh, you're, uh, you're putting the so i just did the patreon mailbag with dan layton because uh, denise was unavailable for it and i love dan and one of the questions we got on there was do you think it is too early to be putting Punk into this position, and B, would you put the belt on him? He is the bit. Look, from a business standpoint, he is the biggest draw in the company. You look at those pops this evening, and just numbers well, mover. Last the last, how long is it now? Eight months, maybe. I think that's undeniable. And usually, you want your biggest draw as the champion, or at least feuding for the championship belt. And then you're like, okay, well, what's the biggest match this company could put on other than Punk versus... Actually, no, that, that plays into it. All the biggest matches in the company involve Punk. It's Punk versus Brian. It's Punk versus Hangman. It's Punk versus Adam Cole. It's Punk versus Kenny Omega. So you want Punk to have the, the title to run through those challenges. That's, that's a year's worth of proper main events. I still think there's time in page. Yes, there probably is. Because you know what? Do you know what? There's a, a money match to be had here. It's Paige Jericho. I don't think that's money. I think it's interesting. I don't think it will sell any tickets. But here's the thing: you keep saying this that that like Paige isn't drawing yet. They keep selling out shows since he's been champion. They've also had the two biggest buy rates since he's oh, been champion as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you keep telling me like, yeah, but he's not a draw though, is he? I'm not. <laughs> I I suspect that it is AEW's compounded growth and appeal that is having this nice incline of views. I don't know if Hangman Page as champion 
specifically is bringing in more viewers. I think if you have CM Punk as champion, that is legit going to bring in people who do not watch AEW currently to the product. You say that, but there has been legit pattern trends of times when Punk's matches have lost viewers. Mm. And then they, the viewers have grown back up since Punk, like after Punk's match has ended. And that hasn't been the case for Hangman Page. Mm. Well, mate, is that... I don't know. I don't know the... the... Well, but your argument is you don't want Hangman Page to be this champion. This is my and you gut. Want... <laughs> yeah, this is my gut. But you can't deny, like, what is what are the biggest matches? Yeah, I mean, like, Punch... Punch. Punk Omega is legit a huge match. Like, I think that is the biggest match that AEW can put on at this point. I would say Punk Brian is, just because of both guys' mainstream name value. I, I think... As a match that hasn't happened before, mm -hmm. Punk yep. Omega is a bigger match than Punk Danielson. Okay. Um, not to say that Punk Danielson isn't a big match, because I think you're right. Like, that does have some, like, main... I want to say... Because I don't think there's mainstream appeal in Punk Danielson. There's maybe, like, lapsed fan hmm. uh, appeal in it. But I think Punk Omega, currently at this point, is the biggest match that they could put on. But I also don't think it's a match that needs to have the belt on the line. Because I think the match itself sells the tickets as opposed to it being a world title match selling the tickets well i think I, we're, we're on different sides of this we're not gonna agree on it um so should we see what the chats have to say let's do that i do think though that punk page is a huge huge match yeah. and i think that is a massive match for double or nothing and either way I think it's almost the right choice to make. Mm. I think putting the belt on Punk is the right choice to make because he is so hot. Like that reaction that he got tonight, or last night rather, was insane. But then again, so was the reaction for Paige when he came out for that save against Cole. The reaction for Cole was massive mm -hmm, as well. Mm -hmm. And I also think giving Paige that win over Punk is even more like, you know, establishing him as the top guy in this promotion, which as you and I both well know, but when I interviewed them like way back when, that is has been the goal since the launch of AEW is to make him the biggest star in yeah. the promotion. Well, yeah, if if, he, if that's still the aim, he should beat Punk. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment look younger feel like you add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with juvederm voluma xc reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with juvederm velour xc for important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter. A health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's see on the Omega chats. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one over five US dollars. Nikos Linardos. My body isn't ready for Punk versus Page. My childhood vi- hero versus my adulthood hero. And the only two wrestlers that have made me cry for the world title. And one of them might turn heel. <gasps> I didn't even think. I don't think you. I don't think either of them needs to turn heel. For no, this, no, though. no. Not right now. I think Punk's got a lot longer than I thought left in him as a baby face. Yeah. You know, Adam was saying this, when he came back, Adam kept saying, when he turns heel, let me know, because that's when I'll be interested. But that's because Adam's an idiot <laughs> and actually knows nothing about wrestling. He, uh, he's, he's on, I see him watching. I know. <laughs> on Thursday morning, he's like, oh, what did you think of that? Yeah. <laughs> he's hooked. Uh, Tony Khan, you heartless bastard, Nikos finishes. Zaref, member for eight months. I could have sworn that Punk was going to tap to that sharpshooter. I believed it so much. Yeah, that and the slingshot powerbomb, like you said, were great near falls. I'll be going to their Detroit debut and I'm excited. I think CM Punk would have been so mad at himself if he didn't sell a sharpshooter near fall. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nate S, Menberg for 11 months. I legit thought Dax was winning when he locked in the sharpshooter. He's great. Give him the Owen, especially if Brett is in his corner. Huh. So that... I hadn't even put those two things together. Well, the Brett and Owen tournaments. Like the... the, the Owen, yeah, the yeah. Owen Hart tournament. And Brett coming in. And Brett coming in. I I think I had thought about it. I haven't thought about it too much. Um, yeah, you're right. And I also think I did see a lot of people yesterday online being like, give Dax a run in the Owen, like as a singles guy. Ah, uh, yeah. I, it damn. would mean, like, of people in the company, like before when Kevin Owen, like there was thought that Kevin Steen might go in. I was like, got to give Kevin Steen the Owen. Now that like, Steen isn't there, and you think those guys who would mean so much to, like, man, like a Dax win. That would be so emotional as well. Yeah, I love Dax and Cash so freaking much. I don't want one to even slightly break away, even if it's amicable. I don't want them to separate, but it's kind of like when you get, you know, when Carl Anderson went on that great run in the G1, and then he was just, yeah, now I'm a tag team guy again. You can be both. You don't have to completely split off. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
let's do some on the Blackpool Gentleman as well, or the Blackpool Ooh, Combat Club. Combat Club. It's so cool. It's still a cool name. Plan R. The gentleman of the Blackpool Combat Club story is working so well for me because while I'm interested in what those three do next, I'm even more interested in what you two will do to join them. I care about the people around them just as much as the gentlemen themselves. It's such a good story. And Zach, very generous chat. Thank you very much. Uh, long idea. Yuta proves himself to the regal stable and joins them. Then the same thing happens with Moriarty. Then Garcia joins after turning on Jericho after a feud with the regal stable. The three kids later turn on Mox and Danielson, creating a shield-like faction. It's not a terrible idea, really, there. I definitely think Garcia. I pitched that last week because um, that's the natural ideological feud there. Uh, yeah, I guess, like... What would make Regal, Mox, and Danielson the most proud of them being ultimately beaten up by their own violent students? Yeah. So then they can have more violent matches with them. Exactly. Uh, keep getting in your chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And also, Incogni! Indeed, yeah. The first 100 people to use the promo code WTPODCAST at the link below will get 20% off our Incogni deal which is interesting because we've now been on the air for 20 minutes we don't know how many of those are left because mm. there are now 1200 people watching this video it could all be gone i feel like we're on qvc <laughs> it's a limited time only it's like the apprentice a few yeah. weeks ago but honestly it's a really good service it's right we didn't mention earlier it's by the same people behind surfshark which is the vpn we all use here and it's a service that you instruct them to go and hunt down these large data brokerage companies that have somehow gotten hold of your data and they use the law to say, hang on, give that back. These are the good guys fighting against the bad guys. And the bad guys are bad. So side with the good guys. Yeah. This episode of AEW Dynamite, we've already covered the opener, and then it cut to a picture of Chris Jericho and John Silver. Why was this cropped? Like, they cut it out it like was in weird. Photoshop. Yeah, like, yeah, it was just them two, wasn't it? It wasn't the background. Maybe there was just... There were, there were other wrestlers in that shot. Yeah, some cancelled dude. Was like, Austin was... Aries is right in the middle. Either that or it was just other WWE guys, because it was clearly from a WWE meeting. Yeah. Groups. So it was probably like, you know, John Cena was there or something. Or maybe just branding. Yeah, Big yeah, WWE yeah. logo. That's a good point. Um, but then the Jericho Appreciation Society cut a great promo, I thought. And Jericho said, we're going to future endeavor you. Oh, they did. Here, here are my notes. The JAS cut a promo about John Silver posing for a photo like the mark that he is. Because everyone in AEW are little marks that are now just sort of like getting to... Every AEW star has a photo with them, <laughs> with one of the older gentlemen, and it's being used part of their feud. And then I've written here, Jericho basically spoils the main event by saying Santana and Ortiz are going to come out. Because they did this thing about like, Santana and Ortiz are not here, they're never going to be here, you know, and they've got like Danny Magic looking behind the curtain being like, nope, they're not there. So and the other one being like, nope, they're not behind here either. And I'm like, man, it's the main event. 100% Santana and Eddie are coming out afterwards. They really made me think. So when they didn't, I was like, 
You pricks. <laughs> hate you guys so much. Yeah, I thought the same. I thought that was teeing them up to run in. I got but... worked so easily. I thought, uh, do you remember in the Pinnacle versus Inner Circle storyline and Jericho, they're all in the... That's MJF. They're all in the, the changing room and MJF goes to open the toilet and Jericho and everyone's there with a bat. And MJF just closes the door. I thought it was going to be that when one of 2.0. Yeah. It's bad name from bad creative. Just opens the curtain and there's Eddie Kingston. What a terrifying sight that would be. I know, yeah. Should be pointed out that Jericho did slightly balls up this promo there when he forgot John oh, Silver. He? he forgot John Silver's name. Because he's like, we're going to future endeavor you. Silver. Uh, <laughs> Hungry. After that, we got Sting, Darby Allen, and the Hardys versus the job squad of <laughs> Butcher, Blade, and Private Party. I do not agree with that. Did you... I mean, I know that they're... And they lose all the time. Yeah, so... I, but did you see the Butcher <sighs> versus Darby Allen on Rampage? I haven't actually watched it. Oh, my God. You need to go watch it. I've heard it. it's good. It, a match of the year, mate. It is... So good. Basically, like I, you know, I loved this because mm. this was running because this, okay. this is running it back from Revolution. But I hated it because they didn't run back Darby versus the Butcher from Rampage, which is what I actually wanted them to do. I, I just want to see Darby Allen versus the Butcher every week on TV. I want the Butcher pushed a lot more. Yeah, I really, really love the guy. Give him a run in the Owen. The look, the the way you're right. You don't really see him do it anymore. The but stops. the way he walks around the ring, I think he has such presence. Um, and he's a smart guy because what is Darby's one true weakness? Stairs. Stairs. Throw him down some concrete steps. I loved it. This was, I mean, this was a lot like the Revolution match, so it was just a lot of wild brawling and stuff. I enjoyed it more. Really? I thought this was, I had more fun in this match uh, because it started off with a Darby bullet dive and then Sting is suddenly on the top rope. Don't think the match had even begun. Yeah. And he dives off and does a crossbody on everyone. Tony Schiavone said, oh man, when Sting came back, I just said to him, I was like, don't be doing those dives. <laughs> <laughs> and here he is, it was like every other week, he's just like, what else could I dive off of? Yeah, he's, he really is having fun, isn't he? Yeah. I'm going to get him to do a dive. <laughs> he's got the rush for it. Now. Yeah. Uh, but this was so much fun. And look, I'm not a Jeff Hardy guy. I don't get his appeal. I know that everybody loves him, but I, it's just not for me. I was cheering so hard for Jeff Hardy. There's this spot when they've brought into the concourse area of the arena, Butcher and Blade are on a table. Jeff has one of those massive ladders. He climbs all the way to the top and you're like, wow, he's going to jump. Oh no! And he gets onto the window ledge. He effectively jumped off a building and hit a swanton bomb through a table. And, and then I was like, that's why I used to love you so much. Well, I didn't love him so much, but I loved the matches so much in like 2000, 2001. There was a small part of me that was just like that 2000 era, Luke Owen was watching wrestling mm. again and watching my boy Jeff do these sort of like big crazy swanton bombs. Like you know, the Rumble 2000 when he did it off the stage onto, yeah. the, onto the Dudleys, like WrestleMania X7 and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh man, it's just... It's, I love this so much. And I had a grand old time watching this. The finish was it was slightly messy because mm. what happened was they were going to do gin and juice on Sting. And I was like, there's no way they're doing gin and juice on Sting. 
<laughs> the man's like 160. There's no way they're yeah. doing this on him. And so the, the spot was supposed to be that Sting would go off the gin and juice and get Isaiah Cassidy into the uh, the Scorpion Death Drop. And then Matt would do the Twister Face on Quen and or either way around, I can't remember which one it was now. And that was it. Problem was that the Sting sort of fell and then he wanted to get up while still having him in the hold, but he couldn't quite get to his feet. They were both trying to stand up at the same time. They both kept falling down. Matt sort of covered for it a little bit <clears throat> and they eventually hit the spot. I did have... Seth Rollins Sting flashbacks when I was looking at Sting not being able to stand mm. up and I was like watching him doing all those dives and stuff there was a genuine part of me that was like yeah, yeah a bit of a worry but it's okay it's fine I just had that slight like wrestling fans panic of something has gone wrong here because it's Sting and I've seen this go wrong live before it's a risk it is man um you know and he is legit wrestling matches I know they're multi-man ones but he's diving off things he's taking bumps remember when he came in and it wasn't even like I was going to be doing cinematic matches and that's it this is like incredible 63 he turned I think last week he is doing more here as T-shirt Sting Mm. than he did when he was the world champion (laughs) of TNA 10, 15 years ago. I'm so happy for him, but, you know, the trade-off is I'm also petrified. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully he is smart about everything. Do you reckon... So we then got the FTR promo where it's sort of like, you know, oh, he's wrestling with Hart and they had the pink light behind him. It is the FTR versus the Ass Boys and they kept bringing up Billy Gunn, you know, Billy Gunn's their dad, like those reasons here. Do you think they do the Brett debut next week? Hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know when you do the Brett debut. Is it one of the stories that AEW just goes to right away, or is it more of a Julia Hart where it just sits there in the background <laughs> for seven months? Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> when are they going to pull the trigger? I mean, I guess it's because it's a woman. They're like, ah, oh, we could hold off on that for a little while. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just put her in the corner. <laughs> uh, just back to that, though. The uh, Butcher Blade and Private Party lost. And Derby will be taking on Andrade next week. Mm. Uh, great. I, yeah, love that. But uh, I cannot take the AFO seriously. Yeah. Because they lose all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I called them the job squad and you disagreed. That's just because I like the butcher. Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs> I like him too. Uh, but FTR, I, uh, someone said, what if the Ass Boys and Billy Gunn joined the pinnacle? So that is a really interesting point. Because MJF later on in his promo, which we'll get to in a bit, but he was just like, oh, yeah, and one more thing. The Pinnacle are still together. I know some people don't think we are anymore, but we are still Mm -hmm. together. I promise you we're still together. And I was like, I don't know, man, because I think FCR are turning babyface here. I hadn't even considered that the the ass boys look like the sort of people that would join the Pinnacle, though. Do they belong with the Pinnacle? I can't see it fitting in my head. I think the Pinnacle, I think, you know, four horsemen, airplanes, suits. Not asses. Not not the ass boys. Not tops off in the crowd. Billy Gunn's a degenerate. (coughs) Uh, But we'll see next week. After that, we had, by the way, the opening match in ring, just brilliant. The next match was Brawl Everywhere, perfect. And then the the following match, Danielson and Mox versus the Varsity Blondes, was that stiff, violent in-ring style. It was just the variety and the execution of that variety. It was flawless in the first hour of this show. And even in the next match, 
was another different style altogether. Which was Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. Yeah, Ring of Honor 20, Ring, 2014. Yeah. It was a Ring of Honor main event, basically. Yeah, very good match that as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Danielson and Moxley beat the piss out of these two lads. <laughs> Absolutely beat the piss out of them. They beat the blonde out of their hairs. Like, mm. beat the mullets out of them. It was, it was a lot of fun to watch. It wasn't... They didn't give them as much as they gave you to last week. That's because it's the varsity blonde. And it sort of implies that, well, Pillman and Garrison aren't going to join the Blackpool Combat Club, whereas Utah, I think, will. Uh, but yeah, this was great. Same story. Danielson and Mox just started dual, dual steppies and elbows. I love that because, yeah, like Danielson does the steppies. And Moxie doesn't really have anything to do. And he's like, oh, what if I just rain down elbows? Yeah. <laughs> and then he locks in the bulldog choke while Danielson does the uh, the label lock. And I'm like, oh, man, this has actually added another layer of violence to this already quite violent team. So just to look at the last three weeks, we've had a Danielson submission win. We've had a Mox submission win. And then I think we've had a Mox submission win because he was the legal man. But both guys had the, the submissions on at the same time. So... This is like, yeah, like when when you think of old school tough guy British wrestling, your Carl Gotches, and that. Where were they from? Sorry, again. You know that there's that school of wrestlers that a lot of Japanese wrestlers look to in Britain from like the fifties, sixties, seventies. It's where Carl Gotch came through. Oh, I don't know, I'm afraid. It's just like a bunch of. It's it's kind of like the Britain's version of the dungeon, Stu Hart's dungeon, but it was just a bunch of real tough blokes. Tough blokes. Tough blokes who stretched you. Did they also sort it out in the shower? Oh, yeah, you're going (laughs) to... I'm going to get to you. Chase me, chase me. (laughs) What a weird thing to say. (laughs) Well, the the darker thing there, I was talking about The Undertaker's comments, where he was like, we used to sort things out in the shower. I think a lot of people have been like, like, Bruiser Brody sorting out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that he said it was like, we used to bum each other in the shower, and (laughs) and that's how he would sort out our issues. Let's blow some steam. (laughs) Um, But yeah, unfortunately, I can't remember that. But it's the Blackpool Combat Club evokes in my mind those images of like a a dusty workings men working men's men's club club where Regal's just there in his suit and a bunch of guys just stretching and contorting each other and then have some ales yeah and then then to the showers and to the showers for a big old bum (laughs) (laughs) um Moxley cut the promo this time, and he said... Well, yeah, Regal went over time last time. <laughs> Moxley's been here the longest. He knows how to take the time. Um, it was just like four more podcast episodes to come with Regal. To Regal, he'll find someone else to thank. <laughs> <laughs> you there, Bryce Remsburg, without you. Uh, he, he effectively said, if you want to stand alongside us, you're going to have to do it the hard way. Yeah. Because <clears throat> look, look at what Moxley and Danielson went through to team together. So very high standards. Can just ask. Uh, we should actually, let's talk about that now. So Utah, Wheeler Utah and Trent with Chucky and Orange Cassidy, best friends backstage later. And Trent is like, I never liked you, Utah. Uh, you're trying to, these guys let you in, they trained you, and now you're trying to fob them off. And Utah had this great line where he's like, I'm not trying to be the best friend. I'm trying to be the best wrestler. And then he walked off. Yeah. And he's not wrong. Mm. Although Stephen Larson said, you should have started your own faction then called the best wrestlers. That's your fault, mate. Well, the best wrestlers are right here. He was just waiting for them to, to form. So 
yeah, really exciting story. It's my favorite thing in wrestling right yeah. now. And Orange Cassidy, just like, I mean, you know, he is a guy that's not going to love expression anyway. You can actually feel the expression mm. of Orange Cassidy of just like this disappointment that the guy that they, that him and Chucky brought in and he wants to leave them because he thinks they're not good enough. It's this, a stupid faction. I mean, for you, they're ruining chaos. Chaos ruined. <laughs> Someone's mum, some cabinet of Dr. Calbrari or whatever that, the German expressionist villain. That demon wife. A denim man. Honestly, get out of there, you two. After that, we had MJF come out. He's got a line of security between the ring and the ramp. Sean Spears is with him. And I'm like, what is, is he going to talk about the pinnacle? He did later on, so that's good. Right from the get-go, Austin were giving him the loudest heat. You could barely hear him, so of course he lent into it. And he got them to chant for Wardlow. He worked them to perfection. So good. Uh, the actual content of the promo, he said that him and Punk are going to feud forever essentially i loved the the angle that you took on the punk promo which is just like i had you beat <laughs> at revolution just like i had you beat at chicago and you had to resort to cheating to beat me <laughs> bearing in mind that mjf cheated on both of the times that he beat him in chicago like it's so, like to mjf yeah, i didn't cheat yeah but you oh how dare you cheat to beat me he set up a real joker batman dynamic of the eternal feud it won't end until i'm at your funeral and pissing on your grave love it also said as well it goes like to, to wardlow it's not my fault you weren't good enough to beat scorpio sky last week <laughs> yeah. he also i don't know where this came i oh, was the jesus guy so yeah. yeah yeah so there's you probably see him at a lot of AEW shows there's a guy that dresses up as jesus and he goes to a lot of AEW shows and there was a line in Punk's promo, sorry, in MJF's promo, when he was talking about how Wardlow didn't sign a deal with MJF, he signed a deal with the devil. And I'm guessing then that the Jesus guy mm. stood up to be like, well, I'm Jesus, and like, if there's one person who really doesn't like the devil, it's probably me. And that got the crowd then chanting Jesus. And I'm bearing in mind, none of this is on camera either. So like, really, you have to put this together as a viewer who has seen a lot of AEW shows. But MJF shuts them down so quickly by saying, I'm going to nail Wardlow to the cross. Yeah, I'm going to sacrifice him like Jesus. Bloody Getting hell. some Christian heat in Texas. Bloody hell. It was, I mean, he was just like, uh-oh, this crowd aren't paying attention to what I'm going to say. What can I say? Oh, I'm going to nail someone to the cross. Actually, I guess Jesus was Jewish. Yeah, he was the king. So, he was the king of them. Uh, he also called Wardlow's mum a skank. And that's what brought Wardlow down. Uh, ten security guards jumped on Wardlow. Look, great visual of them all holding him back and Wardlow. Well, his facials are so good. And MJF then re revealed, you're not released from the contract. I'm not releasing you from the contract. I'm going to pay you to stay home. He's Mustafa Ali in him. That's what I wrote in my notes as well. Until people will forget that Wardlow is a thing. He's going to take all the momentum out of this run he's getting. It's like Freddy Krueger in Freddy vs. Jason. All of his power comes from people remembering him. <laughs> and MJ's going to take that power away. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant direction for this story to go. Uh, I imagine Wardlow 
just starts showing up at shows. This is because he did say he kind of made a you know compared to him like you're just one of these fans here and you've got no right to be you're trespassing as if you were a fan jumping the guardrail Mm -hmm. so wardlow can now be the fan that is jumping the guardrail to sort of get at mjf and stuff like so there's some nice of you know setting that up for for future events but this is why mjf is so good because you and i for the last two weeks when we've talked like since revolution Wardlow's promo was very, very good that he cut low because I was like, oh man, Wardlow's a really good promo. That's good to see. I thought it was good. But there was some content of it where like, I don't really know what's going on mm. with the Wardlow. Like, is he still with MJF? He's not with the Pinnacle, I guess, but he's... And then the TNT title last match I thought was a complete botch job. I thought it was a really bad... It made everyone look bad. Mm. And then MJF comes out here and with one promo, I'm like, oh yeah, this is the greatest story in AEW <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> he really did. Yeah, it was, it was too non-optimum weeks for me. It wasn't bad, but it was not near the caliber. I thought last week was bad. Yeah, last yeah, that was a, a bit of weird booking, but uh, MJF, you're totally right, brought it back on track. And he finished, yeah, saying the pinnacle isn't over and the FTR are going to be on top next week. Mm-hmm. See what happens. Best friends promo we've already covered. Adam Cole and Jay Lethal. So you've just had like those, those three opening matches, the MJF promo, just, you know, one of the best talkers in the business. Then Adam Cole versus Jay Lethal. These two were excellent. This was so... <clears throat> Jay Lethal is a guy that has had probably, what, three matches on TV, yeah. really? Because he had his maybe four... Like, he had his first match coming in against... Sam, I think it was Sammy when he was still TNT champion. Mm-hmm. He had an FTW match against Ricky Starks, um, which Ricky won. And I mean, he's been on Dynamite as well. Remember, he was the he was the replacement partner for um, Dante Martin for a week after Leo Rush left. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, but he is a guy that's just been on AEW Dark and uh-huh. Dark Elevation. A lot of people have been like, "Why did you bother bringing Jay Lethal in?" And when Jay Lethal got to have a match here, you can see it was like he was excited to be wrestling because he was like, "Effing finally, I can come mm-hmm. out here and be on TV for a change. This is really good." And he sort of shows like, "This is why I should be on TV." A heck of a lot more because I'm Jay Lethal and I'm pretty bloody good. He's so good. I kind of forgot. Yeah, know. it's easy to forget though, man. Jay Lethal was my guy as well through like 2013 to 15. That run with Truth Martini and everything in Ring of Honor. So it was really great to see him here. He brought out a few Mitchell Black well, Mc- And I was like, whoa, 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 I don't want that. Well, I don't like the fact that he's got the Black Machismo music yeah. from TNA because it feels like Tony Khan, you know, probably liked his Ring of Honor stuff. He's like, do you know what the best thing you did, yeah. though? <laughs> it was Black Machismo in TNA. Cole was the perfect foil for him. The counter, Excalibur called this, I think JR actually said, both great counter wrestlers. And I, I, yeah, that's kind of what this match was. Both guys had each other's move sets perfectly scouted. They first wrestled each other back in 2013. Some great history there from Excalibur. Their career history is three and three. Mm. And they, the, the final sequence here of uh, a boom into a cutter from oh, Jay Lethal. So good. And then he goes for the lethal injection, super kick. Uh, Red Dragon sort of distract the referee. Low blow from Cole. Off the, boom. As he was trying for the lethal injection mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I thought it was so good. And he hit the boom for the win. My wife was in the room for this. Um, she thinks that Adam Cole's little boom thing is very silly. I know. I said that's where I was. Well. I was like, you're very wrong. <laughs> and then she said, the boom is a very silly name for a move. And I said, that is very yeah, true. Yeah, 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 you're yeah, right. You are right there. Yeah. But she was like, when he did like his boom thing and everyone in the crowd, but like she laughed and was like, that's very silly. Boom. And I said, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, divorce. 
so after that, Cole cut a promo on Hangman, and he had this great line where he's like, you don't have the guts to come and face me man to man. He's got Red Dragon standing right next to him. Page just goes down there. Huge pop. Whips out the belt, starts whipping people, but numbers overcome him. Jurassic Express run down for the save, and Cole walks off with the title. Yeah, he's stolen the world title off of him. Mm. Yeah, because uh, he, he thinks that there's no one on this planet that deserves to be AEW champion more than him. So yeah, I think we are leading to him, those two who are battle of the belts in a few weeks. I hope Hangman hasn't had sex on the belt. <laughs> I mean, maybe he has. Why would you do have you had sex on that belt? I had sex on the other one, the one the Pete's got. What? Yeah, 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 all the time. I all rub, the time? I, I rub my butt on it so much. <laughs> I conceived my child on that belt. <laughs> uh, no Dark Order is the other probably storyline point to note here. Hangman mm-hmm. Page seems to have drifted away from them. It's heartbreaking. So what we were kind of alluding to with all that sex <laughs> was Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti are in the ring for glorified microphone stand... Tony Schiavone, Sammy cut a babyface you people promo. You people, I do everything for you. I'm go- definitely not going to regret my in-ring style in 10 years. Yeah, you remember when Kevin Kelly, <laughs> it was Don Callis, I think, might have been saying it, or when New, uh, Will Ospreay was doing all of those New Japan matches where he was like breaking his neck every single week. Mm. And Don Callis came in on commentary and was like, I don't think he's going to have to change his style because he ain't doing this in his 30s. <laughs> he's, he's right. Uh, they called out Paige Van Zandt and whoever for an intergender match. Dan Lambert came out, declared himself the best co-TNT champion ever. I'm not, you know, Scorpio Sky hasn't done anything. I can't foresee this being a great run, but if it gives me Dan Lambert as a co-TNT champion, I don't mind. Yeah, I, there was something about Sammy's promo that really annoyed me. <laughs> Which mm. is at the start of it, he said, I lost the team title and it is what it is. I'm like, no, it isn't. It is what it yeah. is. You should be mad that you lost your title or you know, annoyed at yourself that you made a reckless choice. And that loss that should be mean something to you that you lost that title. It almost feels like it doesn't mean anything to him, which I, I that doesn't endear me to him. What do you think about Sammy and Tay as an a babyface act in general? I don't know. I like them as a couple. Yeah. I don't mind them as an on-screen couple. And like I think it's I, do you know, and, okay, I've actually just real, comes to this realization in this moment why I don't mind it. Because I'd much rather this than Paige Van Zandt versus Brandy Rhodes. Yes, you're right. Which is what this what thing is better than that thing. So, yeah, so that has made me then think that this is good. It's probably not, but it's better than what my first option was. My gut feeling, and it always has been, is Sammy is a great, obnoxious heel. Um,. And him being very pretty and having a very pretty girlfriend, I, I want to boo them. <laughs> <laughs> but you say, but like, I mean, Paige Van Zandt's very pretty as well, though. Like, yeah, yeah, I want to boo her as well. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, that's that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, They're I, too good looking. Generally, very good looking people don't work as baby faces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't even know if that's a rule, but something fell off with this to me. Um, I, again, the only thing I'm really interested in here is Dan Lambert. Um, uh, we are the only wrestling podcast on the planet that likes yeah. Dan Lambert. I thought Dan Lambert was great here because people used, people got really hot on Lambert and Jericho during the American Top Team feud because they were uh, making fun of uh, Paige Van Zandt having an OnlyFans. Dan Lambert was here putting it over, being like, 
Sign up for it. It's yeah. nine dollars and nine cents. It's a real Orange Cassidy is jacking off to it right now, and he's doing it all the time. Why do you think his hands are always in his pockets? That was a great line. And he called. Um, <laughs> did he call Ty Conti Lucha Horus? Something like that. I yeah. didn't quite get it. Yeah, Lucha yeah. Horus. It's a good. I mean, it's a good line. And he, this is why I love Dan Lambert. Mm. Yeah, some of his like lines are a bit like cringe. They're a bit like base level heel heat stuff you know lucha horus is a line that's just like that is base level like humor and stuff but what i love about dan lambert is he knows when to show his ass yes and that is something that vince always could do and that's why vince is one of the greatest heels of all times because he always knew when to get his comeuppance and show himself to be a buffoon Hmm. and it's why stephanie is never going to be as good as vince because she never becomes the buffoon she's always the person that's on top the only person she ever did it for was ronda but Dan Lambert, almost like every other week, finds a way for the babyfaces to make him look like an idiot. And they got it here because he's got his co-TNT championship and he's like, I've got the belt that you'll never have again. He gives this big old smooch being like, I've got the one thing that you can't have. And Sammy just grabs the microphone. And he's like, look, I know we live rent free in your head, but if you knew the things that we did on that title belt... We now live rent-free in your mouth. And Dan Lemon then does the, oh, no! And he's the big hopping up and down, like stomping. Like, no, 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 they got me! And he's like, he grabs the title belt like it's a cat that he's not sure if it's, oh, is that, is that still alive? And it was so funny. Mm. Yeah, it was funny. I, I don't know how that makes Sammy and Tay baby faces. Because Dan Lambert's the big heel. Yes, yes. That he's definitely the big heel. I That makes sense. I didn't like it. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Sammy and Tay as as these characters. Yeah, yeah. The sex havers. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want people having all the sex on the belts. Did you see the? Uh, so Ty Conti posted up a photo I of them did see to that, to yeah. show that they ain't lying. They did well, do butt stuff with it. It just looked like they snuggled it though. Yeah, so, you know, it's kind of like what Sean did when he had the the title belts. Yeah. Like, I guess that's what, you know, maybe Dan Lambert... Dan Lambert just doesn't want Ty Conte's butt on his belt. Swerve and Ricky Starks got a promo on each other ahead of Rampage. Oh I cannot God. wait for that match. Swerve, Scott, man. Like, you know, my wife was <clears throat> in the room. She was making fun of wrestling a lot because she does think it's silly. And when Swerve came on the screen, there was almost this, like, well, he's cool. Mm. Like, she thinks that Adam Cole is very handsome, but his boom thing is very silly. <laughs> but Swerve Scott, she's like... He's just cool. He's just like, just dripping in charisma. He's like one of the coolest people on the planet. Are you ready for the 15 minutes of ladies? (laughs) Yeah, give it to me. Okay, legit Layla Hirsch took on Red Velvet in their rubber match. They're one apiece. Uh, Layla Sorry, Hirsch. I accidentally lend across the uh, the Hall of Fame music there when I was giving. T- <laughs> should, should we give the women the respect they deserve? I think it's because I, I was doing my Dan Lambert freak out. I accidentally lent on the button. Thank you, Jenna. Uh, oh, was that what that message was? Yeah. Layla Hirsch cheated to win. A lot of heel uh, sort of shenanigans to win matches in this on this episode, actually. I, I like, didn't mind it. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I thought this one was really clever because the match itself was... I didn't think I didn't like this match. I didn't think it was well worked, and I don't. I didn't like the finish. I thought it made the referee look a bit too stupid. No, I I actually thought it actually protected the referee um, in in the finish here because like the match itself, I haven't got much more to say about it. Like, and we saw it literally on Rampage, mm. you know, the other day, and um, 
and it's 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 fine it's, it's okay it's not the best i've ever seen but i thought the finish was really good which is that layla goes to get her turnbuckle thing but she gets two of them and she puts one of them in her trunks and grabs the other one in her hand so when she rolls into the ring and just to hit it but the referee's like whoa 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 takes that and is then distracted by getting rid of that so she pulls the other one out of her trunks and clocks red velvet with it to get the pin i thought it was actually a really really cool finish i didn't like it uh statlander because you hate women yeah Statlander Dark then ran down for the save as Layla Hirsch was just locking on the armbar. Uh, so we're presumably building to Hirsch versus Statlander. Again. Which we've had. Jade Cargill. But it's a new Statlander this time. <clears throat> yeah. Now she wears black pants. <laughs> Jade Cargill backstage talking up what she's going to do to celebrate 30 wins. A lot of green stuff. And then Thunder Rosa came out for her first promo as AEW Women's Champion. I genuinely wanted to hear what she had to say. Vicky Guerrero came out, interrupted her before she could say anything, uh, which didn't have the effect it, I think, was intended. I guess that's meant to make me annoyed at Vicky, but I was just annoyed at the promotion. And then Nyla Rose jumped Rosa. That looks like we're going to, our first program is going to be Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose, which is hard to say. I think that's a, it's a battle of the belts. Yeah. Uh, mini feud before she goes into a proper thing. I am, um, I've got a theory. Um, we were talking about this on the Patreon mailbag show. Spoilers for that. I think her first proper feud is going to be Ruby Soho. And the reason I think this is because if you kind of look at AEW's track record, when they're looking to bring someone back to TV and give them a storyline, they give them loads of matches on dark and dark elevations and they get loads of wins. So when they come back to mm. TV, it says like, is on a nine match winning streak. And Ruby Soho has been on dark and dark elevation a lot recently. She's on it almost like every week. And I feel like that's going to be the the double or nothing program is Thunder okay. Rosa versus Ruby Soho. That is just a theory based on pretty much no evidence whatsoever. Um, I actually, I was a bit annoyed by this segment because yeah. like you, I really wanted to hear Thunder Rosa's promo. And I think her versus Nyla Rose is perfectly fine as a, as a good serviceable first feud after winning the title. But I wanted to hear Thunder Rosa do a promo. So maybe I should be annoyed that Vicky Guerrero came out. Uh, my wife's reaction to this was who is that woman and i said that's vicky guerrero and she said well um is that something to do with eddie guerrero and i said yeah 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 that's, that's eddie guerrero's wife and then she said is eddie a heel and i said oh eddie's dead yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh yeah so this was i we're right back where we were i feel like the, the women's division I don't think it's an answer of put more matches on I just they just it's not a priority for this company yes no I agree with you 100% I agree with you there I do think it is better than what was what it was once though because there is at least multiple storylines going yeah, there are I, multi I, I mean I, there are multiple storylines not getting the attention that they deserve or should be but there are more of them happening. So that is a in the same amount of time. But that is at least a step in the in a direction. Yeah, it's I it I don't know what more, what more to say. It's all crammed into this was a 15 minutes. It was exactly 15 minutes from the start of the match through to the end of the Thunder Rosa segment. It's so transparent what's going on here it's to compress all of the women's stuff into the same quarter hour so it doesn't affect the rest of the show with ratings but which it doesn't because they've shown that the women's ratings can often draw in viewers and actually spread things out like when they've spread out in the shows it's never dipped when it comes to women's wrestling. i think tony khan doesn't like women's wrestling 
and he doesn't think it's, it's as good as the men's wrestling and therefore does not give it the attention that he gives to other areas of the business. It feels like tokenism. Yeah. And the main event was the Dark Order of John Silver versus Alex Reynolds. Hot damn, they are so good together! Versus JS's Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia. Very fun main event. This, I mean, you've... <clears throat> I think we say this every single time there's a John Silver, Alex Reynolds tag match. Like, oh man, you forget how great they are together because... Oh, damn, they're so mm. good together. Particularly that John Silver run around the ring taking out every single member of the JAS. And their like tag team sequence of moves oh. is so crisp and so good. And Jericho was going out of his way to make these two guys, actually, to, and Daniel Garcia, to make mm. everyone look good. This is what Jericho has done recently. It's what Jericho should be doing at this point in his career is doing using his star power to elevate everyone around him. Yeah, really good. Uh, and the finish was Hager taking out Silver on the outside. Jericho hit Reynolds with the bat, and Reynolds tapped in uh, Garcia's Scorpion Deathlock. My wife only had one comment about this match, mm -hmm. which was, bloody hell, he looks like Pete. In oh, John Silver. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, my only criticism here, apart from it closing the show, because I felt like there were, there were much better angles to close with, the rest of the first hour, really, um, was I thought we were going to get a proper sports entertainer in-ring style, whereas Daniel Garcia wrestled exactly the same as he used to. Chris Jericho wrestled exactly the same as he has been. I was like, where's the elongated rest holds? I think there's there's a lot of missed opportunity there. Yeah, Stephen Larson made this point as well. If Garcia is going to be a sports entertainer, he needs to change his gear. Yeah, because his gear at the moment is that Minoru Suzuki shoot wrestler because that's what he is. He's a shoot wrestler mm. guy. But if his whole gimmick now is I'm a sports entertainer, I think, yeah, he should be he should look more like a WWE guy totally. as opposed to an indie wrestler that he looks like at the moment. So I think that is a slight missed opportunity there. But, you know, it, they're in week one of this gimmick. So there's still time to to correct, mm -hmm. not correct, but, you know, to uh, make it, to make correct. changes. <laughs> uh Overall, I gave this 86%. I thought what, that first hour, pretty much flawless. The only thing it was... Yeah, the, the second hour was still really fun, but it, it wasn't as good as the first, and it wasn't really newsworthy. There were no, like, big, all-time great moments. Yeah, I, I would say this is a... This isn't, like, your great average episode of Dynamite. It's still my favourite wrestling show of the mm -hmm. week, and it was still, like, so much fun to watch. Uh, but the fir first hour was so incredibly good that I'm going for a, a four out of five. And the, uh, the the community poll is very much in line with that as well. 54% thinking it was a four out of five AEW some show. 28% thinking it was five out of five. And 13% thinking it was a three out of five ma -ma 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 mid. Do you like my facial reactions? Like yeah, Mostly didn't cover the whole screen. Yeah, I probably could have resized that before we uh, went live, but, you know. <laughs> I've been recording non-stop since I arrived I in the year very busy. at 11. Not that it's an excuse, because I could have done it earlier. Well, earlier you were recording a Patreon-exclusive thing. Certainly was, yeah. I was doing the Patreon mailbag show. Not with Team Danuke this month. It's with Team Duke. Me and Dan Layton of Cineworld. He was in the Royal Jamble. Um, one of the friends of... Uh, in fact, actually, Tomska is in his latest sketch. Really uh, funny. Really, really funny guy. He... He's going to pull some strings and he's going to get me involved in a Tomska sketch. 
I want to be in a Tomska sketch. I think I have to get him on No Rolls Bard, but I think I can I can make that work. Get Dan on No Rolls Bard? Yeah. Can't we get Tomska on No Rolls Bard? <laughs> I think that's probably an easier thing to do. Yeah, than, he's I got think, a board game. I think that's probably easier than getting Dan on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, if you go and want to watch that, you can sign up to Patreon, where you can also get a shout-out on this very show. Thank you, The Incredible Tarzo. Uh, I am now I'm now to be playing the music. <laughs> the Pharaoh, Stephen Mazza Pharaoh. Always shining, Garrett Albright. The easiest name to pronounce, George Rizalkis. Le Notier, Links the Sun. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Brian Mullen Boyd. The true Alpha Wolf. Max Kurt Wallander Wallen. Manipulating Manny Umaria. Andy Datsun's fetish, Timothy King. What? <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, for this Hall of Fame class, on Thursday, the 24th of March, 2022, always leave the crowd wanting Brian Moore. Well, let's get to your chats. We are already about to run over. Um, ben Vlerick says, Was I the only one who, when Danielson and Moxley formed the team, immediately thought, Oh my God, can you imagine if they faced FTR? Their styles would fit perfectly together and it would be wonderful technical violence, tag team greatness guaranteed. It's a lot of, like, you know, you were going through those punk dream matches. There's a lot of those with Mox Danielson oh, as well yeah. in that tag team division. Jacob Smith, just give the Blackpool Combat Club all the titles, including trios titles with Regal. There's so much going on at AEW at the minute, it's so exciting. But as the muddled second hours keep showing, a bit more focus and sharper booking needs to come in soon. Mr. Kajili, hi guys. On a funnier note, with the Regal faction paying tribute to Blackpool with the faction name, I can only see those three coming down to the ring on donkeys with sticks of rock in their hands, dressed like the Vaude villains. Man, if you can get sticks of rock involved in this group, <laughs> maybe that's like the weapon of choice, because, I mean, they can do some damage with a stick of rock. Dom Loana. Can you imagine? Because we're not going to explain what a stick of rock is either to any American viewers. What are they going to think a stick of rock is? It's like... It's a, it's a bit of the Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> Dom Loana. Am I reading too much into this? Revolution, Darby's video, lots of Fiend-esque references, Darby's striped jumper, Sting saying run, beat up trailers, dolls and bears, setting fire and melting everything. They do like Darby giving the hints. Thoughts? Yeah, no. That's also just generically creepy emo stuff, though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I see what you mean because it was Darby who was wearing a punk T-shirt before punk came back. Yeah, but in. Kenny was also doing that as well. He was wearing like Cookie <coughs> Monster T-shirts, and like, there were doing there were lots of like CM Punk references across the show. Urka eighteen. I didn't have a stadium full of Texans chants. I, I didn't have a stadium full of Texans chant Jesus at a Jewish wrestler on my bingo card last night. But seeing how many legitimate neo-Nazi rallies that oh, <laughs> have there. 
Uh, I think so, yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Rallies that have been in Texas, including Austin this past year, I wasn't too surprised Max handled it well. Um, I do, Well, that wasn't... At Max. That, that was, as we've explained. Uh, yeah. John Rice says, Nothing against <clears throat> Nyla. I think she's awesome and doesn't need Vicky as a mouthpiece, but does Tony remember that there are other women in this division? Yuka Sakazaki, Kira Hogan, Emi Sakura, Diamante, also Deeb to the Blackpool hmm. Combat Club, please. John, it's just, like, it's first, you know, it's just first fodder. Like, it's a good, easy win for, Nyla, for Thunder Rosa. I just, I, I, I feel like AEW has their top women but they just never use them. Shida, Rio, Ruby Soho, Britt Baker, they, I, no. Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose. Deep and Shida just do get used. They've got their storyline. It's just you see it every four weeks. Yeah. Uh, insert name here. That Vicky Guerrero segment sucked. I think Vicky has outgrown her welcome in AEW. Seriously, what was going on with the green card stuff? Side note, is it just me or is Red Velvet not over with the AEW crowd at all? I said that on a show a few weeks ago. Red Velvet came out to save Chris Statlander in a match to, I would like to stop Layla Hushing to shockingly little reaction. Yeah. It's like nothing against her, but she just doesn't have that connection. It's kind of like Natalia in a way. Hmm. Well, like Natalia, very competent wrestler, but she just lacks that connection with the crowd yeah no one cares when natalia mm. comes out uh, apart from andy of course mm-hmm. um with the green card stuff like i get it because they were trying to get some just local heat because um thunder rosa is mexican yeah and but she has made texas her like home state and vicky guerrero is from texas and so she was like don't you be taking away my state or making my state i thought it was solid like the idea was there i just don't think it was very good uh, Chris here says, um, can we stop the selective blindness when it comes to Julia Hart? It's becoming more and more like Alexa Bliss every week uh, to the Mickey ears in her hair, but with a fifth of Alexa's charisma, which is less over than Bliss. I think they are both blonde. And yeah, that is pretty much the extent of it. Yeah, I, d- I don't think there's any stepping on toes there not at all uh frank haven't watched the show yet do you think there's any chance of tessa blanchard coming into feud with Chade cargill in aew it's difficult isn't it it's been a while since the allegations of bullying came out and racism and racism um she's so good <laughs> uh i don't know it's a tricky situation. Charles Berg, when AEW started, Reynolds and Silver were prelim job guys. Now they are the number one ranked tag team and one of the most well-liked tag teams. What AEW does that WWE used to do is elevate people. Every Wednesday, my love for wrestling is reinvigorated. Jam that jam. Punjabi Panda, I was not there live, but just from watching TV, man, that crowd was electric. Mm. Made everything feel more awesome. AEW needs to do a pay-per-view in Austin. That's a great show. Double Beef Gaming, maybe it's just me, but I feel like this is the best streak of post-Dynamite pay-per-views we've had in a long time. I feel like we're building towards an imminent Punk vs. Page program, which sounds great. Lastly, I wish they had let Rosa have a bigger segment. There's only so much time in 15 minutes. I think this is actually one of the weaker runs of Dynamite in uh, in the last year. Because you hate the show now. It's just not as good as it was. <laughs> Matt Carney, AEW in its three short years have yet to witness a truly horrific or screen injury. Are we forgetting about Matt Hardy at All Out? Mm. Um, 
If this does occur, will Tony be able to pull back the crazy high spots, or is this element to, of AEW too integral to its identity? You also had the Lance Archer moonsault. Yeah. Uh, we've had loads of this. Yeah, we've had loads of these spots. Uh... I, yeah, so I, I yeah, I, I don't get your point. And the style of wrestling they do, yeah, I think it is too integral to its identity. Uh, Juan Villa, while I was off with my 420 powers, I noticed that every championship had five different champions beside the TBS and AEW men's title, if you don't count Cody's two TNT reigns. So who will take Hangman's belt and who will be the fifth AEW world champion? CM Punk. DX Solo has been a member for eight months in a row. Of course, yes, DX Solo rules. Uh, I love Adam Cole. That's the chat. Uh, but Panama Sunrise <laughs> is still dumb. <laughs> on a side note, check out the Monday Night Wars series on Parts of Unknown. It's fun. Oh, I've heard good things. I've heard good things about two people playing my GM mode badly. <laughs> um, uh, and I'm not going to learn how to play it properly. <laughs> Ten Rosa, another week where I am more pumped for Dynamite than anything in WWE. So pumped for Page versus Punk at Double or Nothing. They can play into Punk's UFC history with it being in Vegas. Can't mm. wait for Bret Hart. Shout out to Blackpool. Supercard of Honor and Double or Nothing. Can't wait. Hashtag Free Ali. The Rick Pitch says, felt the show really trailed off in the second half. Uh, did not like the Vicky Guerrero promo, felt lazy. As with last week's Omega Chat, still not sure about the JAS, not liking Judas being sung. Surely as the egotistical sports entertainers, they'd love the crowd love. Yeah, well, Jericho does, doesn't he? That's why he allows it to be played. Yeah, yeah. that's like that's the whole point of their um, 2.0's promo. It's just mm. that, like, you're lucky that he's letting you do this because he's entertaining you with this song. I think it's I think it's brilliant. Uh, Meng, before Revolution, Ollie talked about Eddie winning a big match would take away part of his character, and it's the same for Hangman. You're invested in his chase, but not his reign, as it took away his insecurity. But these characteristics are meant to be overcome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, I agree with what you've just said, um, but I don't think it doesn't make me wrong. That's, no. that's consistent. Uh, just Donnie Chan. I think Wangman will retain against Punk, and then Cody will return and cash in his <laughs> Cody in the Bank contract and win the AEW title. Take it straight to WWE and defend it on NXT 2.0. Yeah, it's like that. Massive sarcasm. Love you guys. Jam that jam. Oh, it was sarcasm. <laughs> oh, by the way, I was being sarcastic. <laughs> there was one oh, man. I was, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I can't remember what show it was now. Where they were talking. About, oh, it was um. It was a show that Denise was on. I think it was uh, the Fightful Post for her. And she was talking about how like every segment in NXT 2.0 is just people making out with each other now. Mm -hmm. And she's like, who is this for? And I'm like, it's for the kids that they can't make this show appeal to. That's what NXT is trying to do. That's why the whole like, yeah, it's like that. Like they're trying to make it appeal to like, hey, kids. Hey, how you doing, fellow kids? That's what NXT 2.0 is. But all the, the only people watching it are 60 year old men. And they like it. I think. Nate S, surely they have to do Punk versus Cole to before either of them face Hangman, or will they do another triple threat, Punk versus Cole versus Hangman? I don't know why Cole has to keep getting shots at Hangman. I think you do Cole versus Hangman. That's only if there's no that's only if there's no battle of the belts. I think what Nate S is saying there is like if it goes through to double or nothing, you would do Punk versus so you do Cole versus uh page two at double or nothing. Oh, no, that's... But you've got the Battle of the Belts. Yeah, you draw that out so long. Chaos Assassin, does Punk versus Page need the title? Cole could 100% carry the title, then you could have Punk say his drinking caused the loss. Uh, 
Wait, what? So what Chaos Assassin is saying there is like Page versus Punk is a feud doesn't need the title. So you can mm-hmm. put the title onto Cole mm-hmm. and then Cole can go off on a feud and then Punk and Page's whole feud could be over uh, Punk blaming his drinking. Well, it turns Punk heel. Uh, I don't... You could do that. I don't think it's as good as what we proposed. Ten Rosa would love Toriyanu coming into the best friends. Sure. He, he's in it. Faction. It's chaos, yeah. It's all the same. Sting and Jeff are incredible. I'm going to assume that's Hardy, not Jared. Uh, please do that match. Please do more with Jay Lethal. Mm. Guys, do you think Tony Khan will ever think about buying Impact PWG or GCW? would be insane grouping. It doesn't need any more promotions. The reason why people are so sama, uh, sour on Sammy and Conti, apart from the terrible posts on Twitter, it's because of the public mm. nature of the proposal to Pam. People feel sorry for her, much like when Cena, what Cena did with Nikki, but Pam seemed normal and sweet. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's not a... It's not very babyface move... I mean, it, it was August. <laughs> it was in August. Uh, J.S. Wooten. Sting really has faith in that protective armor, but he's clearly wearing a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ollie uh, really is a snob because he doesn't get Paige or Jeff Hardy. The man needs to be drinking wine on set, wearing a robe, and going on about plebs. Dad for life. Oh, that awful woman. <laughs> <laughs> Women, know your limits. Uh, Big Red Eyed Machine has been a member for eight months in a row. I'm a t-shirt wall day one fan. You guys are the highlight of my days. My question comes from something Taz said about Taker answering Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I mean, you do the news, mate. Not heard that. The only Taz stuff I've heard about is is when he just started yelling at people on Twitter again. Did he? Was he yelling about this? What was he saying? Oh man, he said he said something. Oh, when Kevin Owens did the fake Stone Cold entrance, Taz said, "But people, you know, people have done that for years," and everyone was like, "Yeah, but it was really good." <laughs> Taz is like, "I'm not saying that." Um, wow, this is from uh, 9th of February, 2017. Taz, unlikely WWE has contingency plans for Seth Rollins. Huh? Wow. Uh, I have no idea what that's in. Yeah, I don't know what that's in reference to. Uh, Riot DR. Um, you know they say all rating systems are created equal. But you look at AEW, you look at WWE, and you can see that statement is not true. You see, normally, you watch a wrestling show, you've got a 50-50 chance of a good show. But WWE is freakishly repetitive, so it has a 25% at best at being decent. Then you add the bad pacing to the mix, those chances of being good drastic go down. Especially when WWE is 66 and two-thirds percent recaps. So you take their 33 and a third percent chance minus my 25% chance, and you've got an eight and a third percent chance of winning a good show. But with AEW's awesomeness, you see what I'm doing. Love you guys. Love you, Ollie. AEW had a 141 two-thirds chance of being a great show. Jam that jam. Thank you very much. Uh, all that. What's any more? Yeah, there's one more here. There's uh, one fr- more. Mine hasn't loaded. From the Enforcer. Thank you very much, Enforcer. Greetings, friendos. Luke, always heed great. Uh, always great to hear you drop. Stephen Larson, love. Ollie, hope you're well. Remember, Smash Zone tonight. Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Love you guys. Is he promoting another person's stream on here? Uh, and LV Emerald says, hey, yo. I love the story with Wardlow. It's one of the first long-term stories they've done with entirely homegrown talent. That all being said, he needs new entrance music. It's cheesy as hell and it makes me lol. Mm-hmm. Uh, love AEW. Can't wait for the LA show. Yeah, I guess you're right. If you take Punk out of the mix, 
and Sean Spears and pretend it's a singles feud? Yes. Um, Paige Omega? Paige and Omega had had wrestled for major promotions before joining so, AWI, uh, I would that's say. What we're so we're not calling Paige homegrown talent? It's difficult because he... he he did have a because you could say that MJF is also wrestled for some major and and had but major not... storylines as well. But wow, MLW. Oh yeah, MLW. I wouldn't. F- so I'd say any run in Ring of Honor, New Japan. You know, it was in the Bullet Club. Yeah. Uh, and even if I, I would definitely say Kenny has. So you couldn't have Hangman Page and Kenny. yeah, and that's absolutely fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. Well, thank you very much for joining us here today. Sorry we went a bit over time. I don't Thanks think anyone's that bothered. all <laughs> of your uh, chats as well. And please do go and check out our wonderful sponsor, Incogni. Claim back your data from those evil corporations online. I'm gonna didn't get to tell my story. Oh, so I went with one of the other people we were doing this super secret project with to for lunch because I saw Sonic, and it finished at 11:45, and I had our table booked for 12, and our shoot started at one. Oh, you've got to travel. And I said, and I looked at the thing because he kept saying to me, "Are we gonna have enough time to do this?" Because I'd I'd actually booked the table for one. I was just gonna go on my own. Mm. And then I was chatting with him, and I said, "Like, oh, I think do you want to go? Like, should we go to this together?" And he was like, "Yeah, that'd be amazing." Well, we have time. And I was like, "It's a twenty-five minute tube ride mm. from Oxford Circus to where we need to be." Mm. So. <laughs> Like, <laughs> God, I'm so tense. I keep thinking you're going to say a name or... One day you were like, <gasps> don't say it. Uh, but I was in Oxford Circus because that's where the film screening was. Like, well, actually, close to Piccadilly Circus. But mm. either way, so I was like, it's a 25-minute thing. How long will it take us to eat ramen? With with conversation. Yeah, you've and got ordering it. time and this and mm. the other. So I'm very bad for this sort of thing. So uh, I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. And we had a lovely time. If we, if I'd have gone on my own, I'd have been way later to the uh, shoot than <laughs> if he wasn't there to kind of steer me back on track. Because he kept saying, "It's now this time. Yeah, we need to like wrap this up, and we'll need to get our desserts to go." Whereas I'm just like, oh, mm, "Nom nom nom, lovely ramen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Godzilla this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was a Godzilla pop up mm. at, at this ramen place in uh, near uh, Oxford Circus, Piccadilly Circus. It was so good. Oh my god! It was this beautiful broth, uh, wonderful noodles. I got it with tofu. Nom, 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 nom. It was delicious. And we got this um, soda drink with it that was also themed. And then I had a matcha cheesecake afterwards as well, which was absolutely sensational. I don't like broth. What do you mean you don't like broth? If I have Japanese food, I don't want it bowl deep in warm water. I want my noodles there. Yeah. I want the egg. Mm-hmm. The egg. The egg. <laughs> I want, I don't know, mushrooms, the pork, whatever, green bits. I don't want all of the water. I'm going to take you to this place. Yeah? And I think you are going to have an, a lovely time there. I've been taken to multiple fancy Japanese restaurants by my girlfriend. And every time I'm like, why is this? <laughs> it's too close to a soup. And soup isn't a meal. Yet there's a meal in the soup. Not it's 
<laughs> I don't I don't want that. I think we would have a lovely time if we went. Yeah, because it would be nice, but it's the broth. I think I don't like the broth part. So anyway, so me and the, and this other chap, um, we left the restaurant at about ten to ten to one. Bear in mind, we need to be at the shoot for one. It's a twenty-five minute shoot mm. journey, and I was like, "It'll be fine. We're probably not going to be the last people there, so it'll be absolutely fine." And I said to him while we were there, "I was like, I've got a bit of a laissez-faire attitude when it comes to time sort of things. I don't like being late for things." But I'm also like, I don't really have a good concept of like how long things take and this, that, and the other. Especially when you're chatting. Especially when you're chatting. Are you aware? That I'm there's... aware there's four minutes left <laughs> uh, before we go live. And um, I, yeah, so I said to him, I was like, uh, I said to him, she was like, this is a great example of me being like my sort of laissez-faire attitude type. He goes, I wish you'd said that to me earlier in the week because otherwise I probably wouldn't have come to this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I we were meant, to, I was meant to go to Oxford Circus. I accidentally walked to Piccadilly Circus. And I was like, well, that's going to add an extra tube stop onto our journey. That's absolutely fine. So we get on there. We got on the Bakerley line, got towards the circus, changed over to the, because it would be quicker to do it that way. Changed over to the Victoria line to get to the next stop that we needed to go to. Mm. Um, so we could then get the next tube line. Mm. I'm being more vague now, so sort of give away where we were going. I'm just going to throw out some random tube places Please to Bethnal Green. Mm, yep. Could have been. Uh, Gatwick Airport. Could have been. Mm. Mm -hmm. and uh, so we were doing that and on the Victoria line all of a sudden the train stops and he was already quite on edge because we were you know possibly running late and I felt bad I felt bad because I was sort of like I was going to make him late for this and this person was probably the most important person for the project one of well, I, certainly one of yeah. I would say yeah and um, but I kept saying like these things work themselves out one of the reasons why I am not so like anal about sort of like timings and things like that is because eventually these things work themselves out. And we were on this tube, and it stops, and the tanner comes on and was like, um, this train's gonna be slightly delayed because there's a person on a tube slightly ahead of us that's ill, and that is gonna delay the rest of this service. And we're like, it's annoying. But these things work themselves out. The guy then came on the tanner about two minutes later and said like, uh, this train's gonna terminate at King's Cross. And we needed to go further than King's mm. Cross. And he was like, the train's going to terminate King's Cross. And it was literally the one, the next stop. And I was like, it's fine. These things work themselves out. We'll just get off this train, then we'll just jump onto the next tube afterwards and we'll go to our destination. It's absolutely fine. Just before we arrived at King's Cross, boom, boom. Good news, everyone. This train's going to go all the way to Walthamstow. And I said, you see, these things have a way of working themselves out. And as it turns out, this shipment started at one. What time did it start? about quarter past four it's about half past four in the end so these things have a way of working themselves out <clears throat> yeah well done I'm glad that's reinforced your bad behaviour so he kept saying he was like the universe should not keep rewarding you yes. this way I was like it sort of does though because <laughs> these things have a way of working themselves out are you trying to make this a, a catchphrase what these things have a way of working themselves you've out you've said it like eight times but that's because that's what I kept saying to the guy that I was with I was like these things have a way of working themselves out we're okay I kept saying it to my wife when mm. we were buying our house and she was stressing out about it I was like it'll work itself out I've been given a time frame for our house now <gasps> what is it well, it said May, mid-May, mid-June. It's going to be May. It's probably going to be September, <laughs> about what I've heard about how long-chain house moves. Oh, long-chain. Right, anyway, we're going to wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Uh, oh, I'm back tomorrow with Team Danuk, possibly with a special guest. Ooh. Hold on.
Who? I've not had an email confirming this yet. So I'm not going to say it's with a special guest, but it may be with a special guest, but oh. that special guest may be delayed for another time. Anyway, take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.